Hello, thanks for checking out today's Foot in Review. We couldn't make this show without you and your fantastic support. But if you fancy going one step further, why not check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash foot in review. We offer a range of rewards and benefits with all levels receiving Discord access and episodes of the show without this very advertisement. However, we understand that times are tough. And if you can't back us financially, then simply spreading word of the show or leaving us a review wherever you listen would be super appreciated as it will help us grow. A big thank you to our Skybox holders for this episode, Amma, Nick, Daniel and Artyom. Now, let's get back to today's Foot in Review. Hello, foodies, and welcome back to Foot in Review, powered by footcoaching.com. Welcome to episode 455. My name is John and I'll be your host today. And today we'll be talking our best players in FIFA 23 so far. The use formation, some difference between the formation. And then of course, it is the return of the prodigal son. It's none other than Mr. Prime Icon Rooney. It's Nishan. Hey John, hello everybody. Nice to have me back on. Yeah, I, I really appreciate you calling me back. It's good to have you back, mate. Looking all sharp today, all dressed up for the show. Yeah, yeah. It also helps that it's in the same time zone. Uh, it's in a it's in a godly time zone. Uh, being mo- moving to India just means that uh, it's it's been slightly challenging to get the uh, timing right. <laughs> I can imagine. So yeah, it was a bit hard. But uh, yeah, we record this on a Wednesday afternoon. So. Um, Contrary to what we normally do, we won't be able to talk you through the team of the week. Um, but I be- would be surprised if Haaland isn't there and he would be the most outstanding player in the team of the week, wouldn't he? Who's Haaland? Yeah, exactly. Haaland. Who's that? No idea, yeah, you're no idea what you're talking sense, about. So yeah. No idea what you're talking about. Exactly, I understand that as well. How have you been, Ishant? It's been a while, man. Oh, I've been great, man. Uh, you know, just uh, it. these things take a while to set up, so move places, right? Um, I, I sing the same. I sound like a broken record every time you have me on uh, in in periods of, in gaps of six months. So, uh, yeah, I finally feel settled in. Uh, my, you know, uh, the, my baby boy, he's, he's now growing, eight months old. So yeah, feeling feeling great. Uh, work is good. Moving to India has been fantastic. Um, yeah, just being closer to family. So you've been really awesome. I think also it helps that uh, having stayed in the UK, playing a lot of FIFA in the UK, I've started to appreciate have, having come back here. I really appreciate how quickly is how quickly you get a game and how great the connection is back in the UK. So I keep hearing everybody complain about the ping. Uh, you shouldn't be complaining about the ping. Uh, you know, walk a mile in the shoes of those based in Southeast Asia and, and Central Asia. You're going to then be feeling really blessed about uh, about your ping. So, yeah. How big is the difference? What ping are you playing in the UK? Or what ping are you playing around all the way back in India? 8MS, um, 12MS is the UK ping. I'm playing at thrice as much if I'm, if, if I'm lucky. Yeah, a good day has 28MS. I now play at 50 MS, which is fine. I think uh, unless you are somebody that is that really requires that second difference, if you're a pro, I think you can survive at 50 MS uh, for the for the less uh, less let's say you know less skill based players, and, and which I am, so it's all good. I've gotten used to playing at 50 MS. <laughs> Don't sell yourself sell yourself short, calling yourself a less skilled player though. Uh, for me, it's hard though because I. I never experienced this bad connection 
that sounds arrogant. I can't really help it because it's true. Um, um, but I did experience it once when playing the beta, mm. where apparently I moved my PlayStation around and you, you plugged in the cable. And apparently, when it's not plugged in the cable, it automatically takes up the Wi Fi first. So I was playing on Wi Fi. Like, this connection feels really bad. The, the connection on the beta is really awful. And apparently, I just had to go to settings and say it actually has a cable in it and then it works, which I still find weird. But then suddenly it popped, everything came to life. I was like, Okay, if this is the connection where so many people actually play and I would have stopped this game years ago, honestly, I wouldn't be able to do it. So I'm spoiled that way. Well. No, it's not that bad. It's not that bad once you get used to it. I think uh, it's it's just you have to make some micro adjustments to the way you play depending on how skilled you are. So I've had to make certain adjustments moving here. Uh, the pool, the, the players usually are, are not that different from the play style. So I hear a lot about hey, the North American players are slightly different in the way they set themselves up and the way they see soccer, uh, quote-unquote, um, and the Football. way... No, 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 I'm coming. I'm, I'm just making the, I'm just making the yeah. contrast, right? So, and, and those of us who, who see football um, as it should be um, in Europe. So I, I, I see that there is a distinction often made, but in Central Asia and Southeast Asia, predominantly, it's, it's not that different to the UK and Europe. So that wasn't too much of an adjustment how's the hype levels in uh india when compared to fifa how are people standing there from the stores and playing the ultimate edition or is it you actually have to look for people to actually i'm on new gen um so i'm on next gen sorry um and that just current means, gen it's already called right yeah current gen well <laughs> uh, well now that it is slightly more easily available you can call it current gen uh, right uh, so on the current gen most of the player base is 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 on ultimate edition already so and they're quite heavy spenders so i think in terms <laughs> of hype level i would say it's quite high in the concentration it's and also it helps when epic uh, game store releases it for what 69 cents or a dollar i think it was for a oh that was of time. course also the case yeah. uh, so so uh, and it was the ultimate edition so i know a few people that actually picked it up at that price point uh, and it certainly helps, uh, right? That hype. Um, I'm not into content uh, creators here. I, I don't know if there are any. Uh, I've not I've not had the time to honestly even follow the guys that I usually see. Um, but yeah, in terms of playing, people really consider themselves quite serious uh, players here. I mean, even now, Ultimate Edition, Division 6 or Division 7 that I'm in, people that are going quickly up, already have your box standard Neymars, Messi's, Mbappe's, Ronaldo's in the team already. So they're quite serious players. And now that India is on the competitive scene as well, right? So you've got some very serious talent here that is really hungry for that exposure and platform. So yeah, I'm really excited about the Indian competitive scene. Uh, the hype is high and so is uh, the community uh, as well, right? So the community in India when it comes to FIFA is quite close-knit. It's quite... Uh, it's quite aware of one another, as, as I gather, uh, as well. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, but you usually have always that one or two elements that, uh, that are trolls, right? Uh, if you turn your messages on, as it is the case everybody else, everywhere else. Yeah, but you should never turn your messages on. Oh, yes. absolutely not. I made the mistake of doing that yesterday. And uh, I was doing the Ricarlison uh, objective. I said in my Dead to Glory series, you know what? I think it's a good good thing to do. It's just 
shouldn't take you more than an hour or so, right? I think 12 matches, people quit when you score. I think it should be all right. Um, I played 12 matches, took me two and a half hours since nobody actually left. Uh, I scored two versus someone. He messaged me, you should let me score as well. Like, you didn't let me score either. Why should I? And he just put away his controller and I had four of those matches in a row. That was kind of boring. Um, objectives got done in 12 matches, but that took way too long, for example. And the messages I got weren't like, they were like, okay, yeah, probably it's best if I turn my messages off right away again. It's, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm just thinking about this out loud, right? I mean, that to glory warrants uh, an 81 rated Brazilian striker, five star weak foot, absolutely would probably get a few upgrades uh, as well along the way. Now with the World Cup here, Brazil should be should win a few games, um, and then Tottenham are doing quite well, uh, especially under Conte. Especially not this weekend, but yeah. um, honestly, I don't know what's Premier League for another five days. So um, you can come talk okay, to me okay. in another week, right? So I'm I'm all Europa League focused right now, right? Uh, that's where my focus is. I I am I cannot wait for us to smash the Cyprian side, but hey, uh, it is what it is. Um, so coming back to the point, I think Richarlison is a fantastic get. With that said, I mean. Should we be should one be sweating unless they are running an RTG or a DTG as you are on trying to get an eighty one right rated striker and losing their cool over it? Mm, says a lot about the community, I suppose. Yeah, the thing is with these one to watch cards, normally I'd say uh, don't even bother, right? But because of the new way you can get these cards upgraded, where you, they have to win three and eight, yep. the next eight matches you get one upgrade. If they get a team of the week, they also get an upgrade. And if they win a match at the World Championship, they also get an upgrade? Yes. I don't know the number of matches they need to win, but I think that's the case. So these three apply. Yeah. So you can... Some of them almost have been guaranteed two upgrades already, like regardless and probably like Tuchmany, most likely Di Maria, mm -hmm. probably as well, right? Um, Nunes at least one, I guess. So... When you consider that, consider that, I think normally I wouldn't spend the time, but if you like Rickalson suddenly becomes an 85 or an 86 in November, that might be definitely worth already having that card in your way. So that's the only reason the new one to watch system, I think it's it's much cooler, much nicer to do so. Normally I couldn't care less about one to watch cards. It's but. relatively cooler. I, I absolutely agree. But with that said, I also know that... Um, the promos are going to be coming thick and fast given the World Cup schedule. Uh, they're probably not going to be doing as many Team 1 and 2s phasing, uh, which tells me that as much as I agree with you that an 86-rated Richarlison with a 5-star weak foot is clearly no no joke, right? It's it's an important card to have. I'm not sure what position changes he has on him. but I uh, Left winger and striker and CF, I think. I mean, that's great. So you've got that you've got that flexibility as well. But I would like to think that EA, with the promotions that are, be, that are going to be quite compressed, I would like to think that there would be alternatives, right? Which are not going to cost as much just because of the, um, well, hopefully not going to cost as much just because of how much compression there will be in the promotion. So if you get a promotion every other week, then there's bound to be some, uh, you know, some bargains to be had on the market, which, you know, for those with coin, and I'm not talking serious coin, just with some coinage that you should respectfully build up as you get along into the game, just through games and rewards. There should be alternatives. So for those that, like myself, I, I haven't had a chance to turn my console on for a few days now, so I probably miss out on the objective. So that's how I've been consoling myself uh, to say, well, 
he is Brazilian, uh, and I would very much like him to be <laughs> in the squad uh, because I'm running a different. Uh, I'm running slight. I'm running a. a, a I'm run, I'm set myself some limits on on my squad uh, squad um, um, con- configuration. Maximum seven icons, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, we can get into that in a second. So yeah, he's 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 a fantastic get. But for those that haven't managed to get him, just because maybe you're focusing on drafts, maybe you're focusing on going up the division rivals uh, very quickly, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, for sure, sure. Um, it's been a busy week. You did spend some coins, but you were also not very unlucky on the transfer market. You struck some good deals. So can you, without making people turn off the podcast, tell people what your current team looks like? Sure. I mean, first, let me caveat it, right? So, I mean, I'm very transparent about how I set myself up to play. Um, I work 60, 70 hours a week. Uh, I have a baby, so I can only spend limited time on console these days. So usually I spend uh, FIFA points. So this time I put in 60K FIFA points. So that's probably the most important caveat before I get into my team. Uh, and usually with 60K FIFA points, you're bound to get one, maybe two decent players. Uh, in my case, because I've moved to India, I set up a new account. EA may have considered me not to be a DGN as yet. <laughs> so they really uh, paid me with a great pack luck. Or on those 60k FIFA points, uh, which meant that I was able to get into the transfer market early and pick up a few icons. So I picked up Carlos Alberto, um, sub 350k, picked up a Roberto Carlos, sub 350k, picked up a Socrates for 380, uh, sorry, 390k, um, picked up a Kocha before he went extinct, picked up Forlan at the right time, sub 400k. So and, and made flips. So that's allowed my transfer, that's allowed my coinage to really go up. I mean, right now I'm at 2.4 million coins, uh, coinage in the bank with 300K invested in Forda. Uh, my team is okay. So I've got uh, Allison at the back. I think he's a good keeper. He's Brazilian. I know King of the North is going gonna, is gonna to laugh in my face because he's like, ah, a Liverpool player, but hey, uh, Brazilian, right? So when I pack... Uh, when I pack Edison untradeable, I'll probably probably switch him out. Yeah. There's one high hiatus there, though, in my opinion. I think, without a doubt, the Hea might be the best goalkeeper I've seen in FIFA 23 thus far. Uh, I'm I'm I know that. It's just that I I don't want to pack. I want I'm waiting to pack him untradeable uh, at some point uh, because <laughs> my team is that's optimistic. My team is largely first owner, so I've got um, Allison uh, Marquinhos. Um, I'm running Nacho right now because I sold Carlos Alberto. He's pretty good because he's lengthy already, if that makes any sense. So I, I had used him in the first few, first 10 games or so, and he was pr- he was really good, and I didn't know why. Now we do. Um, I've got uh, Eder Militao, whom I packed uh, untradeable. So that was really cool. And then my right mid, um, so my right wing back was Delo, uh, and left wing back was Lodi with uh, Modric and... Um, and DePaul in the middle with Socrates okay. at camp and pillar of the month Rashford and Akocha. So this was my team last week. I've since sold up, of course. So I'm going to slightly change the configuration, but I won't get into the players I would probably want because it's a moot point, right? It's all speculative right now. But I would I was exclusively playing 3-5-2. I'm now trying to switch maybe from a 3-5-2 with a 3-2 or 3-4-1-2. So need slightly different players for that uh, in a 3-4-1-2 system. Slightly more robust players. So I will probably be chasing a Lorente uh, at right mid because you can flip his position, Marcus Lorente. 
and then see if I can um, see if I can get a deal on uh, on left mid. I'm looking at Park Ji Sung. Um, he's got fantastic defending face stats, 78 defending. Um, so that looks really good for a left mid. Um, so yeah, and then keep my front line. I need a good striker. I don't want to spend the coins on um, on Ronaldo. So I'm gonna be a cheap stake and see if I can if I can manage with the Korea maybe. Korea is pretty cool though in this stage of the game, all the right stats as well. Always. So. I think Griezmann is another good shout. Um, I've really enjoyed playing with him coming off the bench. He's really cool. I think as a cam, I think he's sub three thousand coins as well, maybe seventeen hundred coins for an eighty-three rated French uh, center uh, forward. Unbelievably cool. What's the most fun you had with Ricardo's for? It's got to be Socrates. Um, and I think the reason for that, unknown to me, I mean, I only picked him up because I felt that he can only play camp. And I felt I could change him in game between Correa and, and, and put him up front. And I felt that his height, although he has 48 jumping, he's quite a, he's quite a big boy uh, in that sense, you know. And he's got a five-star weak foot. And I thought, hey, early game, Early doors, defenders are going to be what they're going to be, and it's just a unique body type to really give them trouble. Yeah. I think that's a, was a smart choice, though. I mean, good stuff about him as well. He's much better. So I've always had one or the other type of Socrates in the last four years, right? And I've always wanted to make him work. I think it just so happens that even last year, I could just make Cantona work because they changed his stats a little. Um, and... You would like to think that Hullet, and I know Hullet is one of the most unique cards in game, and I packed this Prime Icon moments uh, last year. I felt that at some stage, I would like to hope that Socrates could perform even a tenth to what Hullet did for me. And this year, however, he's really been a surprise. Uh, I think this is, a year, this is the year for Socrates. Uh, he's one of my favorite players of all time. You know, I uh, so yeah, I'm gonna really enjoy him, and he's up uh, 300k PAT clear uh, clean profit after tax for me, so I am not losing much sleep over his value either. So he's gonna probably stay in the team. That's awesome cards to have already in this stage of the game. Yeah, uh, yes, it I'm is. Not jealous at all. No, it's 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 an awesome card, but I I equally know that hey, you you could be ahead of the curve now, but people will catch up, right? I think with him specifically, what I like about him is the fact that the shielding works really well. And he's able to really lay off passes. Um, this iteration, I felt that with the system I employ, which is a three-five-two, I really like to bring in my left left mid and the right mid into, or left wing back and right wing back into play with triangles. I play slow build up possession, so really trying to, you know, slow down my game a lot more than I did uh, last year. So just to get those triangles really right, and I feel that he's able to really create position, really create a lot more opportunities for my left wing back and right wing back. Which is ironical because I've I've been running Delo and Lodi, and they get into fantastic positions, and the quickest quick fire way of making sure that you score with them, uh, which I'm hoping gets fixed at some point, um, if that's that's the only complaint I have, is the Travella. Right. So I can score. I mean, I I, I don't know if Lodi has sub seventy shooting potentially or some low seventies or even low sixties. He's finishing with a Travella just as fine as probably prime Ronaldo will. And um, and my right wing back Delow, he's he's the more defensive of the two and he's able to actually put in those uh, 
you know, uh, clear cut passes for Rashford to finish in the in in the box as well. So yeah, feeling really good about that system. But I've really been holding myself back from using Travella at all. I only use it if there is an opportunity in an in-game scenario to use it. Right? I'm not. I'm not. I've tried my best not to abuse it because I know at some point if I just rely on the Travella, which by the way, I'm not kidding. You can score for, with a Travella from anywhere as long as you know you have some positional sense. So I've been trying really hard to not you overuse the Travella. You know what my problem is currently? I'm I have a decent team, right? I was very lucky with some of the untradeable cards, but I don't have the top tier players. So my backline's fine. I, I mean I did pack Tamori and Andes on the left back. I packed uh Kimbepe, Quadrado, um, but I'm using Dest currently because I like the one to watch cards in this. And um, but so that's fine. I uh, got Pogba and tradable. I got Kane and tradable. Got some pack Nunes from the one to watch pack, of course. So I got pretty nice and tradable cards, but not like the top top tier. Backline is all good. Can't complain there. But I'm not really in running against the. So I'm 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 finding there's more skill. There's a more skill gap now. So I'm facing way better teams when you look at. Mbappé's and Neymar's and all the city cards. The Haaland's, of course, a lot. You know, know that player, but he's, he's apparently a very good player mm. in-game as well. Mm. Um, but even when you... I don't really feel like there's... Um, th that I need an, an extra layer of player yet. I'm now in Division 5, right? I'm still going steadily. And I'm losing games, but I'm not like... I'm, lo I'm winning three, losing one. So I'm steadily crawling forward. I'll be... I'm not in that. I'll be Div 4, Div 3 next week and I'll get Elite. I'm not too worried about that uh, yet, even though my opponents have better teams. So I'm like, I'm, I've got 600k, but I don't really know. Like, sure, Kane doesn't look too good on paper, but am I willing to spend, I don't know, 600k on Ronaldo? Could be cool, but maybe because I didn't feel those players yet, right? Maybe because I didn't use them yet. I'm also not very dependent on them, but I'm also not very bothered by it so i got people asking me oh, how do you face better teams now or don't you think you get out teamed every single match mm -hmm. yeah i do but i also i'm not too bothered by it if that makes sense it does it, it does it's never been easier to face better teams than it has this cycle just because i know we were discussing offline and i know this has been the common theme even in the last pod you ran with aaron right it's been a common theme that hey if you are a if you are a good player that has uh, some IQ points between your two years, then positionally speaking, there's a lot more opportunity here for you to bridge that gap uh, that is between, let's say, uh, an 88 rated score to an 84 rated score. Right? Yeah, and that's been really cool. Um, just on Haaland very quickly. I mean, biases aside, he's been getting a lot of rave reviews, and I think he's going to get a team of the week as well, considering he performed really well in the derby last week. Which I sat through. Could give him to the. Uh, I forget his name though. The other one that scored the hat trick. Uh, Phil Foden. Yeah, he could get there. Yeah. Yeah, he but he could get the team. The thing is, you get so many. Haaland will get three hat tricks now in eight <laughs> matches. He'll probably get some more, right? So how many? How often can you boost? Him? Well, fortunately, a team of the weeks <laughs> works every alternatively, so there'll, there'll be some some gaps there just because of their 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 rules. But I think just speaking to Haaland very quickly, even I, I, I keep hearing about Haaland, right? So I've come up against him in almost 60% um, of my games. And you know the double tap R1 trigger uh, on PS5, mm -hmm. the one where you can do partial press? 
Uh, one of the ways I, I know I've been raving about, of course you have, and that's how I know about it. Let's be honest. So, so for me, that's one of the, uh, one of the not easy ways, but one of the more sensible ways of really getting the ball off him because whilst he picks up speed and if you are, if you're a yard behind him, so good luck catching him, but with the tackling is as is now you can still tackle from behind, but that's not perhaps the right way of stopping him. If you're being really, uh, true, or playing realistic football because at some point you would think that gets patched out too. So with the partial press, I re- and because I'm playing three at the back, with the partial press, I'm able to actually get uh, get my left wing back or my right wing back, depending on which side of the pitch he is, really try and compress on one of the sides. And then for some reason, the game is quite realistic in a sense that it kind of impacts his composure or the way he's running and you're able to really nick the ball. So... I've been fairly successful with big lengthy players, if you will, uh, the big boys, to be really partial pressing them and taking the ball off them, just nudging them off the ball uh, with uh, with a standing tackle or just a slight nudge to get the ball back from them. Um, so that's been fairly successful for me. And Haaland is a fantastic player. I think you give him the room to run. If you're not on him immediately uh, in yeah. the game, then I think it's it's it certainly is a challenge to, to stop him. Um, on the pixelated screen. Yeah, I think that's it. If you time it well enough and you are alongside with him or just a little bit in front of him with the partial team press, it's all right. But if he does get the first meters go in, you won't be able to catch him up anymore. And I know we both play a high depth because yeah. I really like the new high depth system. You play, I play 75, you play 75 as well, I think something. So I play on my 352, I've been playing 67. On my 3412, I've been playing 78. Uh, right. Uh, doesn't I mean the numbers don't matter? It's just gut feel. No, it's it's just high. Yeah. And I play a four one two one two narrow currently. Oh wow! What made you get uh, into that? I, I, yeah. So I play a four one two one two narrow because I think with the overlapping fulls backs and the players using the width on the five one two one the five one two two. Normally, you would say those would not counter by four one two one two narrow. Mm-hmm. But because they go wide very often, I have space to actually ping pong between it and get in behind. Fair enough. So I found it very effective with the with the narrow. And is your CDM league. playing as a playmaker or deep line playmaker, or have you got him just stay back? Uh, standard instructions where it becomes stay back over center, good passing lanes. Okay, basically. so it becomes just a make at the sure back the true ball through. doesn't get exactly yeah. So pretty basic instructions, nothing fancy, but just very high depth uh, press after possession laws. Um, and direct passing. So pretty direct passing, basically pressing my opponent when he needs, when he gets the ball, leave the sides B, right? So if he gets the ball on the side, I'm going to leave it in B. Mm. And currently it seems to work very well versus the uh, five at the back formation where the fullback start of overlap. So um, now that's a good, really, yeah. that's a really good segue into this five at the back formation, right? Early days, a uh, lot of people desperate to find that one, uh, elixir uh, really to set them up for uh, the upcoming weekend league uh, which i'm sure is going to be a sweat fest so what is it about this 5-1-2-2 is it i mean let's debunk that right i mean we've got a weekend league that's coming up in a few days i'm sure there'll be a lot of sweats out there that'll probably copy and lift and some of it would some of it will work some of it won't so for our listeners that are that are going to partake in the upcoming weekend league should we maybe uh, talk about some of the some of the things, interesting things you've noted about the five one two two and what makes it so effective. I don't necessarily think it's much more effective than, for example, three five two or five three two, right? 
Um, although, of course, the 532 doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I great, think that's the 5122 uh, now, right? Yeah, so, but it's it's very strong. It's got one CDM, so it got sort of the, the main structure of a 412 into narrow. And then you have two wing backs that just can overlap in, into the space. And I think it's currently very strong because people don't know yet how to defend manually that well. Mm. That's why it's so strong, but it goes for 352 as well, although you have to get the ball a little bit higher up first. Um, and it's very strong in midfield, so any off-falling balls, you can just pick up and go for it again. Yeah, I don't know quite sure. It, like, I don't think there's one formation that's the end-all, be-all now. I think you can pretty much, at this stage of the game at least, get a formation where you feel comfortable with, where you feel fine with, and just use it. We've been... Uh, if you look at our social, just foot coaching on, on TikTok this week or on Instagrams, you can now uh, find the narrow formation. It's going to be posted this week. You can go find the 4 3 one which is also still very worried. And I don't think there's one formation that's the end-all be-all, although every single formation has a sort of weakness. Yeah. I think the only thing you have to be careful of with is if you play against your, your counter formation, so to speak, then you have a backup formation. So if I play the narrow, that's fine. And if I play against someone who plays a 4-4-2 flat, for example, I know I have to be mindful, right? Um, or when I play against 3-5-2, when I have a 4-1-2-1-2 narrow, I know it might be a little bit difficult. Mm -hmm. So I don't think there's really one that's an advantage. I, currently, I would just say, make sure you have a formation that fits with your players, basically. And this is where the lengthy, explosive, balanced things come back a little bit. Especially mm -hmm. if you have only lengthy, let's say you only have lengthy players, right? Then I think the 4-1-2-1-2 narrow, for example, doesn't quite make sense because you're not only going to get in behind, you need to have some passing options, you need to be mobile, you need to be agile, you maybe get a little bit of space. Um, so I dropped Kane, for example, because, well doesn't make too much sense for me to have a big strike on top since I'm not going to cross, since I probably will have most possession, just ping pong around, I need a little bit of space to shoot. Um, and I think that's that's the most important. You pick it, your players you like, big formation where you fit now. And I would say like the first season, the next four weeks, right, just get used to the game, play the formation where you want. Uh, pick a formation. If people say this is formation is fun and you think it's fun, try it. But I don't think we've seen a meta just yet. Although people, of course, it's good to say, right? This is going to be the meta because it, it gives you opportunity to promote your videos. So that might be the reason why you should say it. But I, I don't see any. I don't see anything being extremely strong or unbeatable currently, honestly. No, and I think that's really positive news, right? I think uh, for our listeners as well, uh, most of us are different. We are all on the same highway uh, to build our ultimate teams. We're just on different lanes. Uh, is how I like to see. Uh, how I like to see uh, full, uh, foot in our community, at least, John. So I think that's really heartening for everybody to hear, um, whether you have a 200K team or a 2 million team. I think <clears throat> one thing that I have observed in the 40-odd games that I've played, uh, when I've come up against five at the back specifically, um, usually back in, the, back in the day with the 3-5-2, I would keep both my CDMs on cover center um, just because it helped... Uh, concentrate the pixels with auto blocks in the D uh, just because then it was allowing me to counter effectively or, you know, just feel secure whilst 
Yeah. The other five were really working their magic. Uh, the the outbacks or the outwing backs and the and the front three were working their magic. But this go around, what I what I did was with the three five two, I've left both my CDMs on balance. Uh, I've not touched their instructions. I think the one the only instruction I've actually touched is when I had Michael Essien. So that's the one icon I forgot to mention I picked up for very cheap. So, <laughs> Another one. Yeah. So when I had Michael Essien and he's he's a thick boy, right? Um, I was able to put him cub, cut passing lanes and cover center. And everybody else mm-hmm. was just balanced in the middle of the park. So the, when I had moderate shadow, he was doing really well on covering the wings. And he was able to he was able to find those gaps that you mentioned the four one two one two that you do with his high passing stats. I was actually able to play through the lines because of the gap between the, let's say, the left side at center back and the right side at center back and the wing spec that leaves, right? So with the cover wing instruction on default, I'm able to actually easier bypass the, uh, let's say, the mid block or the, the mid to low yeah, block yeah, on yeah. the 5, two, uh, five one two two. Uh, That really helps. So for our listeners who um, who are feeling a bit of the crunch or feeling a bit of uh, anxiety coming up against the five one two two with, let's say, a Yaya Toure and a Hullet in the middle, uh, maybe that becomes slightly different because they start taking pot shots, but otherwise I feel that there are ways to counter it. Yeah, uh, for sure. But I think there's a couple of highlights which I might be able to give today on, on this show, right? I think people say this is a pot. I think it's more a passing game than before, this FIFA. And I think there's one thing you should know from passing in this game or anything actually in this game is when you push in the input, so you push the, I don't know, the, the X button to make a pass, for example. It doesn't directly shoot the pass. If you press the button, the animation starts and then it hits the pass, right? Um, that means what is really cool is that the other player gets the ball and you've already charged up your shot, so to speak, or your pass, you will take away. And that way you can actually sort of ping pong, but you have to be careful where you aim at. So be careful on your left stick input. But I also saw people saying that the game is unresponsive, the game is slow, it doesn't react on my input. But I think this is just the difference in the the animation actually loads. And compared to real life football, when you press, when you want to shoot the ball, you first have to make your foot back, right? Before you can actually touch it. So there's something to be said there to to take that into consideration that you always look one step ahead, if that makes sense. Pass to a player, but think what you're going to do when you get the ball there. I see many people this week we've opened coaching as well that get the ball, then turn around and then start thinking, what should I, where am I going to go at? And with the new manual tacking and the fact you can use a partial team press to cover your backline and actually press a little bit more yourself and people being a little bit more aggressive on the defense currently, the good players, when you take that second or two to, to look around where you want to pass, people can take the ball off you very easily. And then you break open, you go for a long ball, you're done for it. So if anything you want to practice, you can practice in squad battles, you can practice in moments, friendlies or, or rivals, whatever. But it would be fairly important, I think, before the next weekend, like if you want to go for a bad, good performance, is pass with a purpose. So whenever you do make a pass and someone gets the ball, make sure you already know what you want to do with it. And if you're unsure, then the pass back is the best way of offers to do because you will often lose the ball in midfield and I think I won maybe 80% of my matches because I just took the ball of a midfielder and they either want to shoot but they're too late because the animation isn't done yet or they just don't know where to go and already have the ball from them 
so I think that's a cool aspect of this game. And I think that shows a little bit of skill gap already, makes you think a little bit more. And that's probably also why the 4 one 2 one 2 for me is so strong because you always have options to pass around in a short distance. So you have a little bit less time needed to make a proper pass because everyone's so close. Yeah, fantastic nuggets, right? I mean, the, the change since the last game, the fact that the animation is taken is is taken as it should it's time to really load up so i think that's that's a fantastic insight i think the more important and the basic one that we tend to forget when we are in game is the pass back option yeah uh, not always <laughs> is success pass from back to front it's not basketball right you're playing you're playing football you're allowed yeah. to pass back i think that is something that i do a lot more and what how i've set my 352 although i play a high depth i do do slow build up and possession and it gives me a lot more passing options and i'm able to really set myself up uh, whether it be between the outbacks uh, or in the middle of the park with my uh, you know outside back so the left center back and my right center back i get a lot of triangles going and that really helps create the space up front and you said something about the game being well not you but the general perception about the game being unresponsive to me, I think there's a bit of a misnomer because unresponsive is probably not the right word. I think it's the most responsive it has been. It's just not Twitch-friendly, if I if I can put it in, in one sense. Because what you're no longer able to do is you're no longer able to... Abuse is maybe a strong word, but you're no longer able to take advantage of running a 4-1-2-1-2 where you can have a Butragenio, you can have a Benyeda, you can have these fast, nimble players and just ping, 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 go. Right, uh, you can still do it. I know there are there are these there are these amazing the top cream of FIFA players that still make FIFA 23 look like FIFA 17, and that's great. But that's only <laughs> the top one percent, yeah. Right, or the, even the point one percent, if you will, and that's great for them. But I think for the mere mortals like us, this is the most responsive the game has been because actually, if you really think about it, you have a lot more control over what you want to do on the pitch. Say it really slowly, and I and and it's for me. I played PES while just just getting bored of FIFA 22, and before FIFA 23 come out, I can see some similarity, and it's not the bad kind. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I really enjoy the manual uh, nature. Um, I actually have turned on my through balls to manual as well. Okay. Um, it is, of course, in the heat of the moment when you're one nil down, it is challenging because the temptation to press a through ball is that much higher. But with manual through balls, when I'm being really patient and I'm really thinking about it, it forces me to play a lot more actively. And I'm able to get a lot more output, a lot more creative output, if you will, from my front three with the manual through ball. So I feel this is the most responsive game. I think responsiveness cannot be uh, substituted for Twitch. Yeah, and I think that's also like why there are people that don't like this game or do like this game more than before. It's definitely something to do with that change in it, right? Uh, it just feels different. It's not necessarily only a slower game, but it's just built a bit different. Um, and it either suits you or it doesn't, and I think you need to get used to it. And I also think the more plays we get, right, the more um, people are in, the more better cards we get, the more easy this will 
be in the fast action will become. But I've seen players say it's not doable to play tiki taka or you can't really pass run. Well, I've had my I got gameplay footage where you can just string forty passes together in a fast pace, and against worse opponents, right? Uh, it's definitely doable, but it requires a little bit more focus, and I think that's the biggest difference. The autopilot on the game is sort of gone, where we used to play and just half asleep start the game and just hold L1 and pass around, do a skill move and go for twitchy goal. That part of it is gone. You know, if you have to think, I pass to my center midfielder, and then what? And if I don't do it, then my opponent's good. I'm already covered by two people and I have to go back. So, well, I really like it and I like that fact of it, um, but it's it's a bit different. So I would definitely, if practice on anything, practice on focusing what your next next move is going to be. No, absolutely spot on, John. And, and speaking of autopilots, um, I forgot to ask you, What's that one player that's been really helping you out? I know you said you've got a lot of untradeables in your team that have really propped up your squad. So <clears throat> what's that one player that has really been carrying you through that surprised you perhaps even? And I know you discussed with Aaron that you like to fix your backline first and then focus on everywhere else. Um, so let me ask you a follow-up to that question from last week. What was that next position that you would focus on after your backline? Yeah, that's a good question. And normally I would say always the striker. And I've been using a couple of strikers now, so I've been... I I packed Kane untradeable, so I've been using him. Actually, pretty decent turnaround, pretty decent turnaround, so no issues there. I used the uh, Reed Carlison, of course, now, for, for a couple of matches. I hardly notice much different. It's a different build, but just scores easily. Uh, but there's one player that really stands out for me, and this one is... Unexpected by a packed him last week, the Shomurudov card. The striker from AS Roma got the inform card. Um, and Are you allowed to have played... Roma players in your, in your squad? Uh, Roma is all right. It's not going to be Dybala this year, I'm going to tell you. Um, but any other Roma player, I can I can sort of live with. I'm not going to use Inter players, though. Mm. Um, but no, 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 I'm not going to go there. Last time I said something about this, I got a lot of people messaging us online um but he's got without boost he's got 90 acceleration 87 sprint speed so that's pretty decent right four star weak foot which at this stage of the game pretty cool he's 190 centimeters six foot three tall that's pretty awesome actually um of course with boost you can make him uh, lengthy of that matters to you as well um but i think the big the i don't know but it, it's just he 95 heading accuracy. I scored a lot of headers. I think it, that really helps with him. But he is with an architect on him. He's not only lengthy, but he's got 99 strength. Minkin man, six foot three and 99 strength at this stage of the game makes him almost impossible to get up the ball. And I've noticed that a lot. So when you're sprinting and you have around that same start, you run them next to each other and you tap the L2 button, the other player, if he's not that strong, he just falls over. <laughs> and that's a way I just score a lot of goals with him. So although I wasn't actually planning on using an Uzbekistan striker this year at all, um, so far I've had little reason to get him off my squad. Although, if anything, I am very much considering, this might sound weird, but I'm very much considering maybe buying the one towards Lewandowski. Is that because of his shooting stats? Yes, that is. I mean, he's got fantastic shooting stats for a for a base goal card or a one to one. I mean, they're the same, right? He's just and he will get the boost, right? 
unparalleled so, uh, unparalleled shooting um it's just crazy um the way he does i think just coming back to your roma player i can't pronounce his name so i won't try um uh, i think he has shomaruto 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 um i think i think that's a that's a good shout um and i think he's quite decently priced as well so unless 16k yeah it's it's a good price it's a good pickup regardless i think with the weekend league i would also encourage people to think about the five substitutes that they can now bring on as opposed to the three so to me that's that's a good shout actually people i don't i see people serving three players out like look at the bench okay you definitely didn't consider so for maybe people listening to the show that didn't know you can now sub five players in so make sure you take that into consideration that's why the press on the the loss of press on possession loss which i'm running now actually isn't too bad because you can almost switch half my team out yeah. all the way through game management has taken a completely different meaning when you can switch off switch out 50% half as you said of your outfield players i think it's it creates for such interesting uh, in-game uh, situations and in-game scenarios that i'm sure will come to pass as we all get to know the game better but now i'm able to be it allows me to be more proactive and flexible so not only am i thinking about hey if i have x coins do i need to spend all of it on my main team i actually am it's making me think hey wait a second i have five substitutes as well and clearly i've now been thinking about okay as we get into a competitive game mode i'm really starting to think about specialists that i can bring on to the bring on to the playing 11 depending on the game situation also very simply put most of us will be making those five substitutes if we are behind uh, behind the game right naturally as it happens if you're winning a game by two goals you're you, you're making substitutes if you are feeling a rather uh, altruistic to realism or just taking the piss uh, pardon my french but when you're really bringing on players then you're thinking okay i need to consolidate my position i need to go get a second goal because i'm i'm getting to extra time or i'm behind a goal i think your substitutes now your bench is as important as uh, as considering some of the players in your main 11 so it's probably something that i would probably give a lot more thought for our listeners to put some in um there are fantastic players to bring on i can name a few uh, subs i think perisic uh, from tottenham um four star skills five star weak foot uh rather unique build in game as well so he's somebody to bring on if you want a defensive uh, defensive left left wing back to see out a game or equally you want to mix it up uh, up front he can play with both false nine as well as target man i've played him as a target man for about 6 games uh 6 to 8 games maybe coming on as a sub and he his ai is really sweet uh adama triore the usual uh, gimmick i mean you bring him on as a sub with his frame and his strength and his body type he is right mess to deal with so already two players that i feel at this stage of the game with limited options are fantastic uh, for my system at least a fantastic gets uh to put in like delo doesn't survive more than 60 minutes in the game especially how i use him with running uh, the exactly. entire pitch of the field so i always have to pull in somebody to come in and play his his spot so right now believe it or not i've been bringing in depaul the 70 with 78 depaul's pretty cool player actually yeah. 78 pace he is probably the most versatile player period I've used at the beginning of the game. 
He can play center back. He can play center mid. He can play right wing back, left wing back. He's just everywhere. Yeah. He thinks that all the other 10 players in the in the game are messy. And that's how he protects everybody. Just <laughs> unbelievable. No, that's fair though. I uh, I use, for example, the now I've been switching around and I think Kiesa, for example, is a really good sub. Uh, high base speed, of course, as well. I got the Nunes cards, which also has that same advantage. But for example, the Shomorudov card itself, even if you just pull him in from the bench, it's a big guy with fantastic starting space as well. So it won't hurt bringing guys like that in if you have a couple of K spare, right? And uh, But I think... The five subs can definitely make, like if 17 minutes in, you can make five subs, can definitely bring a, do a whole lot of damage if you uh, wish to go for that. Yeah, damage or if you want to change your entire game plan. So let's say you have, as you said, plan A, plan B, right? Uh, not every time are you winning and not every time are you chasing it. Sometimes you nope, just know, fair. okay, I need to close this game out, right? Let's be, let's be clear. I need this W. I need to close the game out. I'm playing a 4-1-2-1 to narrow. Now, I'm going to switch to a 5-3-2 or 5-1-2-2 just to see out the game. If you have an alternative game plan, which you've already set up, and all you need to do is bring those five subs on to completely change your play style, all right? To really, uh, and that's really effective. You, you could do it with three in the past if you were really smart, right? And if you were managing your 70 or 80 minutes really well. But now with five, there is no excuses. No, that's definitely true. Cool things to consider, though. If there's one thing you would give to players, people listening, as an advice or a tip or a thing to think about, what would it be? Um, Five-star weak foot. Uh, weak foot is really essential. Um, so for me, I would say, hey, uh, stop thinking about pace, right? <laughs> uh, just stop. I know it's easy. I know it's shiny. Uh, anything with eight bill sub 85 seems to be draft. Anything with above 85 seems to be the best thing since sliced bread. I would say stop thinking about pace. Start thinking in terms of weak foots. Start thinking in terms of, hey, key attributes. And so two pieces of advice. Stop thinking about pace and start thinking about uh, uh, key attributes. Uh, yeah, And that's really going to change the way you look at the entire uh, ultimate team. Because I'm not caring a lot about chemistry, although I have 33 chemistry, mind you. That's besides the point. But I don't care a lot about chemistry if I can help it. I'm only yeah. thinking about, hey, does this person have the right attributes to play the system? And it doesn't just have to be pace. So pace has become secondary to me. And that would be the only advice I give to people. Don't chase pace. Pace will come as the game, as the curve goes on. You'll get better players. You will get 85s. You'll get 90s. But right now, there seems to be um, you know, a bias, if you will, a price bias, even, um, you know, uh, adverse price bias where the prices are really high of, you know, uh, pacey players. So a Lorente, an 84 rated Lorente is 75,000 coins. Uh, 84 rated DePaul is 4,000 coins. Yeah. And I've not played with Lorente, but the big difference I can see between the two, one has 78 pace, the other has 88 pace. And I can bet top dollar that whilst Lorente may give the advantage to the top percentile of the of the player pool, it's not going to make much of a difference to mere mortals like us. No, fair. So forget pace. Think about attributes. 
Yeah, now I I one hundred percent agree this year as well, thus far at least. Uh, but I think that's also the reason why some of these cards that doesn't look that don't look too good on paper are actually really strong. I think Fabinho is a standout card for me, for example. Sorry, well, who's that? Well, his pace with Fabinho. No idea who you. Uh, you don't listen to Liverpool players, but uh, he's uh, as, as good as a centre defender as he is a centre defender midfielder. Definitely worth checking out. So what's that one tip that you would leave our listeners with today as they head into the weekend league? I know there's going to be another pod before then, but anything to get them started? Yeah, I said, like I said, I think the passing one is an important one that mm-hmm. you take. Think about what the next move is going to be. Um, but holding the... Uh, this Friday, I'm going to be giving a special dribbling clip, I guess. Um, but I think one thing is very important if you're on the defending side that you hold the L2 button when actually making tech or getting the ball from someone. Because uh, I see many people saying, oh, the ball reflects or the ball bounces off me. But I also see them sprinting into that same player and expecting the ball to be magically appearing to their feet. Mm. While if you just hold L2, you're actually grounded more. And if you then do a tackle, you will definitely get the ball off that player's feet and actually have it in your own feet. And if it bounces off, although I'd never mm, hardly seen it before, it will bounce away from you instead of through you. That makes sense towards your angle. No, it does. I think holding L2 while doing a perfectly timed tackle. Yeah, it could very much yeah. be. You're, good n- you're not playing National Hockey League listeners. You're playing FIFA. So don't run into players. You're not going to get time to brawl. Just step back, exactly. relax, L2 and square. I think the only, you said dribbling, the only skill that I've been finding most useful is the L1 heel to heel for those that have four star and above uh, skills. I think the L1 heel to heel animation is pretty sweet. It's like a La Croqueta with a heel to heel, semi La Croqueta with a heel to heel. So I've been really enjoying the L1 heel to heel with four stars and up. Uh, I think the player of the month, Rashford, half the beauty is that he has a five star uh, skill. He's a five star skiller. And L1 heel to heel, just try if you haven't. It's really fantastic. No, it is very good. Can you tell people how that works? Uh, sure. Uh, I haven't explained the skill before, so bear with me. I hope everybody knows how to do a heel-to-heel, which is your right stick. Switch it, uh, you know, right, right, left, right, if that makes any sense. Uh, your right switch. So that's how you perform a heel-to-heel. Sorry, John. These things are so organic that I have to really take pause and think about it. How do, you, how do I do a heel-to-heel, right? Uh, and, and then if you press L1 while you're doing your heel-to-heel uh, with your right stick, right stick, uh, it performs a sweet little animation which actually does a heel-to-heel but also switches positionally the ball from one foot to the other. Uh, and that kind of creates a microspace, or at least it, it seems to my eye, which allows me to get by defenders that, with that much more security because defenders, for all said and done, are fantastic. The stack go-around pace doesn't matter, especially if you're positionally based. So you are unlikely to succeed if somebody is defending well, if you're going at at your opponent's defender so i think the l1 heel to heel is really helpful in that regard yeah to summarize it it is hold l1 and flick the right stick up and then down basically there you go so i think the easiest way to explain uh you are right though it also depends of course which way you're running but up and down is the way it should normally is the way you're going um, but it's a very good move. I will talk about another one this Friday. But before this Friday, people can still ask us questions. And you can send those questions to our social media. It's at Food Coaching now and everywhere. And then we get a lot of people messaging our old social media channel. We are still looking into that. Um, but we won't respond too much. So please just add Food Coaching if you want uh, a 
faster answer than before. And we got a lot of answers on questions about and remarks about Monday's show. So keep them coming at Food Coaching Everywhere. Uh, Nishal, where can people find you? Oh. And don't say India. That's a bit boring. No, no. Uh, you can find me on in the community in Foot and Review. That's where I usually spend most of my time uh, when I'm online. So come join, join come join our uh, Discord if you haven't already uh, become a patron. Right, Foot and Review Discord. You can get me there, Faulty One or Edge Runner, whichever will be my screen name. So I'll be in the Foot and Review Discord. Brilliant stuff. Talking about Discord, one little last plug though is. A shout out to Shaq and Daniel, of course, because they have both been making a Patreon-only training show. Uh, and the idea was to do that once a month for all the patrons. They so far have done four in the past two weeks. So if there's any reason, if you want to make coins in FIFA and you do want to support us and you do think what's the benefit, getting four training shows in two weeks is definitely worth the extra money. Uh, uh, for that alone. Absolutely. And of course, we would like to welcome you on. Absolutely. And it's, so, it's, it, I think the best part about that show, and I've listened to everyone, every, each, each and every one of them, is the fact that they, as, as Dan puts it, right, they're not giving you uh, a salmon, an Atlantic salmon cooked. Hey, there you go, eat it. We'll bring one again next week. They're actually teaching you how to fish. And I think yeah. that's probably the most, that's probably the best part of, about this trading show, uh, that it teaches you and talks to you about simple, effective as well as complex tricks it's for everybody uh, whether you are the next warren buffet or you're just an up-and-comer so i just feel that trading show is quite palatable to everybody it's not filled with jargon i think uh, both shack attack and dan do a fantastic uh, uh, setup to really explain why what works and why it works and that's that's why it's great yeah yeah so check them out Check out Foot Coaching, check out the podcast, leave us a review anywhere you want, and we'll see you this Friday. But now, Nishan, let's see if you still know the drill, because it is time for us to... Drop it. Drop it. Drop it.